Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Interiology Design Company opens the Experience Studio by Angela Toma. Nine months of construction at 430 Main Street culminated last Tuesday, April the 30th, at a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Interior design firm Interiology Design Company Welcome the public to their new storefront and the Experience Studio. The studio features a curated selection of furnishings, fixtures, and finishes for the entire home. Set up as a residence, customers can walk through the space to get a sense of what their home would look like under the Interiology's design team's creative eye. Office space is integrated into the studio so the space acts as both a design prototype for customers and a homey work environment for the staff. Belmont resident Mark Hadid is the president and founder of the company. The company grew out of Hadid Haskinson Design Studio, a previous firm Hadid started with Kurt Hankinson Hankinson, excuse me, in 2001. After an amiable potting of ways with Hankinson in 2017, Hadid rebranded the company. He kept the same staff and the same office space, but gave the company a new name, Interiology, meaning the art and science of design. The name is something we made up, Hadid said. We always say our jobs are not just about doing pretty things. There is a science to it, too. Part of Hadid's rebranding effort included a long-term growth plan for the company. Hadid wants his firm to become the go-to interior design household name. This desire led Hadid and his team to create the Experience Studio as a way to offer their customers more than just a full-service interior design. Before calling 430 Main Street home, the storefront was located on Hunt Street Hadid's experience to create the Experience Studio happened around the same time the firm was considering whether to renew their lease on Hunt Street. With their lease ending, Hadid thought the timing was right to find a new space in Watertown better suited to house the Experience Studio and for their long-term growth goals. The team spent the better part of 2017 scouting properties in Watertown in search of the perfect space. Lo and behold, we ended up at 430 Main Street, which turned out to be a great location for, for us both in scale and size of the studio, as well as the visibility right on Main Street in Watertown, Hadid said. They moved into the Main Street building on, in September of 2018. Rockland Trust used to occupy 430 Main Street. It took nine, nine months of renovations to transform the old bank into the Experience Studio. We needed to be, we needed it to be gutted back to the walls in order to create the space to accommodate what we were looking to do, Hadid said. 
And now on to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. Global Warming Fever, How to Protect Yourself from Climate-Related Illnesses by Katie O'Reilly. Climate change may well be the public health challenge of our time. It al- it's already compromising the water supply and the quality of our drinking water and increasing the spread of infectious diseases. You don't have to be fleeing a wildfire or stuck in a sewage-contaminated hurricane zone to get sick. The World Health Organization estimates that by 2030, global warming will cause an additional additional 250,000 annual deaths from heat stress and disease. Here are a few ways to shield yourself and your family from some climate change-related health threats. Mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas are multiplying, moving into new areas and biting more people. The CDC reports that the number of vector-bitten people and pets has tripled in the U.S. since 2004. More tick bites mean more Lyme disease, while fleas are hastening the spread of heartworm and mosquitoes are bringing new diseases like Zika virus to the U.S. mainland. It's crucial to use an EPA-registered insect repellent and to conduct tick scans upon return from forest areas. Empty out items that hold water to curb mosquito breeding. As the planet heats up, bacteria, which reproduce more quickly in warm temperatures, are having a field day. Waterborne infections are expected to rise as droughts concentrate pathogens like giardia and floods overwhelm water treatment systems. Meanwhile, antibiotic-resistant bacteria are becoming more common. Curbing antibiotic use in humans and farm animals is one immediate way to address the latter threat. If you're a carnivore, seek out farms and butchers that sell meat raised without antibiotics or antimicrobials. Skin cancer risks could spike uh, as hotter days and prompt people to wear fewer clothes. Dermatologists predict that rising temperatures will increase the number of cases of skin cancer by 10% annually. Slather on lots of sunscreen ideally brands that don't contain oxybenzone or octanzoate, which contribute to coral bleaching. If you see a mole that shifts shape or color, go to a doctor immediately. Rates of asthma and allergies have risen by 12% in the past decade, partly due to longer growing seasons, which put pollen into the air earlier and at higher counts and humidity, which breeds mold. If you suffer from allergies or asthma, get used to checking the air quality index before leaving home. Also, close your windows, change clothes when you come in from outside, and wear N95 mask while doing yard work. Studies show that rising CO2 levels could be changing how water moves through plants, depleting protein, iron, and zinc from staples like rice and wheat which could leave millions of people nutrition deficient. deficient. Women and children in particular, mostly those in poor countries, will be more vulnerable to anemia and other diseases. Scientists are working to develop more nutritious plants. In the meantime, you can eat whole grains instead of processed ones, vary fruit and vegetable types and colors, and choose seafood over industrial meats.
Now over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Options for New Rink by Joanna Cates of Ellis. The Select Board and School Committee held a joint session on May 30th to seek input from the public on pursuing a public-private partnership approach to finance, design, construction, operation, and maintaining a new ice skating rink in Belmont. The Skip Viglarola skating rink will most likely fail in two years, according to Town Administrator Patrice Garvin in her presentation at the forum. Garvin said there are three options to consider. Let the current rink fail, seek another debt exclusion from voters to fund a new rink, or enter into a public-private partnership which would give the town a new rink at no cost. In order for a rink to be profitable for a private developer, Garvin said it would need to be a rink and a half. The school committee voted on whether or not to move forward with a request for proposal for a public-private partnership for a new rink and discuss the location on the current campus and rink size on June 4th in the Chenery Middle School community room. The decision was not available at press time. Residents who attended the forum May 30th expressed concern about the impact a rink and a half owned by a private developer would have on the already congested traffic in the area, as well as the rink time for Belmont High hockey players and the surrounding field space used by student athletes. There were many unanswered questions which Select Board Chairman Thomas Caputo assured would be answered once the RFP is drafted. Questions include how many parking spaces the facility would require, whether or not it would be heated, what the hours would be, whether or not the town would collect taxes on the property, and how traffic would impact. Select Board Member Roy Epstein asked if anyone had explored funding a new rink estimated to cost $7 million through private fundraising. He said he is concerned about potential risks involving a third party in a public-private partnership. He also suggested seeing if voters would approve an additional debt exclusion for the project because the interest rate on the money borrowed for the high school uh, project is lower than originally estimated. The money saved could go toward a new rink, he said. Select Board Vice Chairman Adam Dash said a debt exclusion would be a tough ask, especially because an override will most likely be needed for fiscal 2021. Dante Muzioli, a hockey coach in Belmont for 40 years, was questioning why the town seems to be rushing into a decision. He also inquired why a study hasn't been done to see if the current facility could be salvaged and what that would cost. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Belmont celebrates 305 graduates by Christy Armstrong. With caps thrown in the air, the members of the Belmont High School class of 2019 celebrated their graduation Sunday afternoon with family, friends, students, teachers, and staff cheering them on. The afternoon's festivities began with the traditional procession by the graduating seniors stepping in time to pomp and circumstance performed by the Belmont High School Symphonic Winds. After the national anthem, sung by Belmont High School senior a cappella group, the BHS interim principal, Thomas Brow, welcomed the crowd. Brow told the story of his first interactions with the class of 2019, involving a playground prank when the students were eighth graders at the Chenery Middle School and he was the assistant principal there, and how in the end restorative justice was chosen over punishment. 
for I'll summarize the moral of his story. As you go on your life's journey, you will have conflicts and challenges. It's not the conflict that's important, it's, it's how you handle it. Adding, please take this message on with you as you do great things with your life. And now on to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Brendan's home run to be held June 16th. An 18th birthday is meaningful in many ways. For Brendan's home run, its 18th birthday, will mark the end of this Father's Day tradition in Belmont on June 16th. The, a variety of factors contributed to the decision to end the race at 18. It is hoped that this one will prove to be the best ever with enthusiastic community participation. The 3.1-mile walk steps out at 9.30 a.m. The 5K road race begins at 10 a.m. Free 400-meter races for children aged 6 to 12 will be held at 10.05 a.m. on the Belmont High School track 221 Concord Ave. Brendan's home run has witnessed some amazing performances over the years. The men's and women's course records are currently owned by Louis Serafini and Rosa Moriello, blazing fast times of 14 and 16. The certified, certified so the flat Certified course provides ample opportunity for area runners of all abilities to post their own personal best times. The family-friendly vibe of Brendan's home run is its hallmark and prompts many parent-child tandems to participate each year. Clearly, the parental time is a drag on the total combined time, and the 400-meter kids race are the highlight of the day for many. Brendan's Home Run, the chief fundraising effort of the Brendan Grant Foundation, honors the memory of Brendan Grant, the accomplished 19-year-old Belmont baseball player who was fatally injured in an outfield collision during a senior Babe Ruth game in June 2001. Foundation efforts include the creation of Brendan Grant Memorial Field and the annual award of scholarships to senior members of the Varsity Baseball softball, and wrestling teams. The baseball field will be deconstructed during the new high school build, but will be relocated. These foundation initiatives and others thrive because of the financial support of the race's sponsors. This year's event is made possible through the generosity of the Alan Kay and Isabel Durkazarian Foundation. Additional support is provided by contributing sponsors. Champions Sporting Goods, Belmont Wheelworks, Fitness Together Belmont, Marathon Sports, and Moosey's Ice Cream. Now, here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Starbucks in Cushing Square opens soon by Joanna Catesavellis. The select board approved the common victualler license for Starbucks, 110 Trap Trapello Road, Belmont, contingent on receipt of the occupancy permit, which is expected to be issued this week. Hours will be 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week. It will have 42 indoor seats and 12 outdoor seats and parking in an adjacent lot for 20 cars. Starbucks will be the first retail tenant to open in the Winslow Building, one of three mixed-use buildings which is part of the Bradford development by Toll Brothers Apartment Living, offering 112 luxury apartments and 38,000 square feet of retail space. Last July, the Zoning Board of Appeals unanimously approved the application for Starbucks to operate at 110 Trapello Road. 
According to project manager Otto Weiss, the Winslow is expected to open in early June. The Highland on the corner of Belmont and Common Streets is anticipated to open later this year. The Pomona, the largest of the three buildings on the corner of Common Street and Trapello Road, will be completed in early 2020. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Selectmen honor town meeting member Joseph Scali by Joanna K. Zavallis. The Belmont Board honored Joseph Scali with a proclamation at town meeting on May the 29th. Scali was born and raised in Belmont and served as a town meeting member for 22 years. After a long battle with bladder cancer, Scali passed away on February the 1st. His wife of 58 years, Mary Ann, accepted the proclamation. Surrounded by her three grown children, Mary Ann, Joseph, and Richard, and their spouses, Bruce McCauley and Lisa Scally. Scally was known to many around town. He was a familiar face as the town clerk for Precinct 3 at the polls during the election season, a Precinct 2 town meeting member for 22 years, a graduate of Belmont High School's class of 1950, and a Korean War veteran who served in the Air Force. Other contributions Scally made to the town include serving as Belmont's representative to the Minuteman Technical School Committee, a co-founding of the BAYS soccer program, coach of basketball, hockey, and baseball, and a treasurer of the Belmont Hall of Fame. Scali was also a semi-pro soccer player for the Air Force. And now on to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Bees hit the jackpot with sunflower pollen. With populations of many bees in decline, a new study suggests a potential strategy for helping maintain the insect's health, provide them access to sunflowers. In lab experiments, a group of U U.S. scientists found that the common eastern bumblebee and European honeybee faced lower rates of infection from two widespread parasites after ingesting sunflower pollen. Previous research has linked both parasites with the slower colony growth and greater mortality rates. We tried other monofloral pollens, but we seem to have hit the jackpot with sunflower pollen, says North Carolina State University ecologist Rebecca Irwin. None of the other pollens had the same positive effect. While sunflower pollen may provide these medicinal benefits, it is low in protein and some amino acids. The research is right in scientific reports. They conclude that sunflowers should be supplements rather than the main source of the insect's diet. Bees do best, the scientists point out, when they have access to a diversity of flowers. Now, over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Best color vision in the wild. Based on research conducted with captive Harris's hawks, Biologists at Sweden's Lund University discovered that these birds have the best color vision of any animal tested to date. Reporting in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B, the scientists found that if an object differs in color from its background, the bird can detect it from a distance twice as far as can humans, enabling the raptors to locate, pursue, and capture prey. Quote, I didn't think that color vision would be of such significance but it is of considerable importance, unquote, says bio biologist Almut Kelber. Among animals, researchers say, larger eyes 
generally correspond with higher resolution vision and bigger animals tend to see with higher resolution. This study determined that Harris's hawks, which weigh less than three pounds, but have eyes similar in relative size to humans, have unusually strong color vision acuity. Once we understand how birds of prey perceive their world, says lead author Simon Pottier, we can help improve efforts to conserve and protect them. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings around Belmont.